Hello, LaSalle Catholic Lancers. Today is Friday, it's January 13th, and I hope your Friday the 13th is going lovely and not at all Friday the 13th-ish. Uh, we are gonna be joined shortly by another, another big time guest, Amy Conlin, Associate Director of Education for the Office for Catholic Schools. The Archdiocese of Dubuque is gonna join us. This is gonna be a good one. We're gonna hit some hard topics today. So let's go. Yeah, frankly, I can't even believe it to have Kathy Waltz followed by Amy Conlin. I know, I'm just hopnobbing with the elites here. Um, but welcome to the round table, where if I'm being honest, I'm sitting at a big square table. Recording from Xavier High School uh, this go around because we are, um, well, I had to come over here and I have a meeting with Amy, to be honest with you. So she's gonna join us shortly here. Um, but uh, before that, I wanted to give you our newsletter, get you up to speed with everything going on in the hallowed hells of LaSalle. But by way of reminder, this is the Roundtable. It's the podcast of the LaSalle Catholic Chronicle. We exist for the primary purpose of providing for you the weekly newsletter because we want you to get that important information. So that's our first reason that we do this so you can get that in the easiest way possible, and I hope you enjoy it. Secondarily, we're just here to be a family, um, not just as a school, but as an archdiocese, as people who value um, all the awesome things that Catholic schools provide for our kids who deserve the best. Um, so what better to do than start that off with a prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Gracious God, thank you for this day. Thank you for Xavier Catholic Schools. Thank you for um, a country where we're able to uh, vote and have important conversations um, like we're having right now in the state of Iowa. So we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the sal, and we thank you for the staff of the Archdiocese, like Kathy and Amy, uh, who are so uh, selfless with their time and their gifts. So thank you, thank you, thank you. God, we love you. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, let's get you your buzz, and then we're going to jump into an awesome conversation with Amy Conlon. Thanks for listening. What is the buzz, my friends? Let me tell you what the buzz is. So... Coming up in the months of January and February, we've got the end of first semester, that was today. And then January 14th, that's tomorrow, we have open conversations from two to three, a little bit more on that in a bit. And then January 16th, no school for students, that's Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and also staff progress reporting day for teachers. Then January 18th, we do have a liturgy for everyone. That's at 10 a.m. at St. Jude. And then January 23rd, we have a board meeting. That's in the Holy Family Room at the middle school. January 25th, we have another liturgy, 10 a.m. at St. Jude Church. And also, uh, our early childhood night, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. in the elementary school. I'll tell you more about that in a bit because it's changed from previous years. Then we're having a spirit day for everybody dressing up at school on January 27th. Catholic Schools Week is the next week, January 29 to February 4, with plenty more information to come. Then the Religion Bee in the middle school is January 31st at 1.30 until about 2.30, uh, but we're going to reserve until 3 just to be on the safe side. Also on the 31st, we have Catholic Schools Week liturgy for high school and middle school students at Xavier at 9.50 in the morning. Then February 3rd, we have a 10 a.m. liturgy. Now that's not on a Wednesday like usual, um, so please notice if you'd like to join us uh, that day of the week change there. Also on February 3rd, adoration at 11 a.m. until 3 p.m. in the chapel. February 3rd is also the gala, uh, which you've been hearing about. More on that later. Um, then we also have Celebrate LaSalle Pancake Breakfast with the Knights of Columbus. <laughs> More on that in the newsletter. That's 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. on the 5th. And then on the 8th, we have a liturgy at 10 a.m. at St. Jude. 
a dollar jeans day on February 10th. I don't think we've picked our recipient for that one yet. February 10th, fifth and sixth graders have reconciliation. Also, shout out to a bunch of our second graders who had their first reconciliation this week. Awesome. Then February 10th through 12, women's CEW at the middle school. And Valentine's Day is, of course, February 14. A bunch of flyers in the backpack, including um, the Catholic Schools Week Cake Mix and Rice Drive for Metro Catholic Outreach. All the Catholic schools in the metro area are participating in, in one thing or another, and we are doing cake mixes and rice, and then other schools are picking other things to take to MCO. Um, we can start collecting that now. There's no need to wait until Catholic Schools Week. Uh, a gala flyer, a um, couple of uh, links to information about the Xavier Catholic Schools um, discernment process about should we uh, become more of a system. Uh, more on that in the newsletter. Um, there's also a building contest for the elementary kids as well as the menus for this month and um, Dancing with the Saints flyers and information about Michelle Ritter. That's tomorrow. Um, and some information about STO and March for Life as well as Adoration and Scrip. Bunch of stuff in the e-backpack. Principal Williams gives you an update about the gala. And then uh, for All LaSalle Catholic, the All LaSalle Catholic News, uh, a little bit of a change. Uh, end of first semester report cards um, are being formulated starting today as the semester ends. Our plan is to have those out on PowerSchool by Friday, January 20. And those will be in your parent PowerSchool um, accounts so that you can grab them uh, right from your phone or even more easily from your computer, if we're being honest. Uh, so we'll send an email next week when report cards are ready to view with instructions. For the elementary school, that's a change, right? So the elementary school is not going to be printing report cards anymore. We're going to be sending them home. So God forbid you lose them. You'll have digital access to them all the time. And um, hopefully that's all right. Um, they'll be available in your PowerSchool parent account, the same account that you used for registration, and you can view them anytime then. Then there's open conversations coming up. That's from two to three, but the door is open at 1.30 because a lot of it really is social. There's some planning and things like that and events and whatnot, but a lot of it is just really having conversations. There's oftentimes food. You're welcome to bring your kids um, and they can run around in the elementary school gym from two to three or 1.30 to three. And they're just great people talking about things that matter um, in a really safe and kind of open way. Um, so please consider coming and check that out because part of what's great about LaSalle is the many uh, dynamics and cultures and things like that that exist within our community and we like that but it's important that we talk about it too uh, so that's two to three in the uh, elementary school and again all are welcome then the LaSalle Catholic online web store uh, will be open until Sunday of this weekend the 15th um, just before midnight and then at midnight it closes um, the link is in the newsletter those orders uh, all get processed once it closes um, so you're going to want to um, do that um, this weekend if you wanted something. And then it does take three to five weeks for those to arrive at the middle school, and then we'll let you know when they arrive. Then Catholic Schools Week, as I mentioned, is coming up. This year's theme is um, Faith, Excellence, Service. And so that's January 29 through February 4. Uh, so there's going to be different like, special dress days and fun activities, as well as some more important things um, prayer and service and things like that. So it's a great week. Um, we just love to celebrate it. And that should be the week that we're able to open up registration, we hope. Then the annual gala is back in person and dare I say better than ever? It could be. Um, I sure hope so. Um, for me, it's been fun because I've been more involved this time around for whatever reason. 
than ever before, and it's been a blast um, getting support. And our number of ticket sales is unprecedented, so that's fantastic. Um, and I think we just might sell out, which is fantastic news. So I'm really hoping that we can raise a lot of money for tuition assistance. And again, the little, the side trick, the the <laughs> the the life hack to a gala is you pay your entry fee. Um, tickets now are $70. The early bird is is over with. So tickets are 70 bucks, but then you might save a lot more than $70 um, by the way you participate in the live and silent auction. Um, besides the fact that it's just a ton of fun, there's also a new event called a Dessert Dash that I'm super excited about that Jennifer Francis, I, I believe it was Jennifer, brought to the, uh, is bringing to the event. So, so many good things at that event. Please, please, please consider getting a ticket. Um, there's so many parents from school that are coming this year. That's just that says so many good things. Um, then we have the Celebrate LaSalle Pancake Breakfast. Um, that is by, being sponsored by the Knights of Columbus 5544. That's going to be on Sunday, February 5th from 9 a.m. until 1 p.m. That's in the middle school commons. Uh, tell alumni, yes, we will be playing elimination. And there's going to be the Knights of Columbus, uh, I believe, Sausage or Pancake Breakfast. Um, there'll be some entertainment from show choir and the band. Great food, great people. Um, and yeah, tell tell friends of yours that are thinking about Catholic education to come check it out. I know a couple of families are coming for a tour, um, but I'll be there and I'll be happy to show folks around. By the way, um, we, as I, as I record this, in the last, mm, we'll say 36 hours, we have heard from four prospective families. One who wants to start two-year-old child care, one who start, wants to start elementary school next year, one who wants to transfer in, they're moving here from the West Coast, wants to transfer in the fall with a fifth grader and a seventh grader, and one from a middle school in town here who wants to start seventh grade right now. So <laughs> that is just the best thing ever. So thank you for telling people about us. That's how it happens. And then speaking of which, two different ways that you can get a, um, a gift card to Starbucks. One is you put a window decal in your window, and then we are randomly selecting people who have those in their window at morning drop-off and afternoon pickup and giving a few uh, Starbucks cards out a couple days a week. Then also, uh, not random, but every person who sends me a short video called Lancer Life, and you say, the Lancer Life to me means this, and then you name your favorite thing about LaSalle, I will give you a gift card. Um, also, if you give us a review on either Facebook or Google, I'll give you a gift card to say thanks a lot, Tay, because that word of mouth is really, really valuable to our uh, efforts to reach out to people and let them know about us. Then um, there's a little bit more information uh, from the Metro Task Force from our January 4th uh, meeting. So there's information in there so you can learn a little bit more about what we've been talking about. Uh, I say we because I'm part of that task force. And um, interestingly enough, I've been at all but one meeting. I missed one back in September. Um, but I still don't know what our recommendation is going to be come April or May when we need to make a recommendation to the 11 parishes in the Cedar Rapids area. Uh, I really don't. Um, it's been a really great conversation, though. So a uh, valuable time spent, a great investment of our uh, you know, discernment, but time will tell uh, what our recommendation will be. Scrip, there's more information from Scrip in there, but I don't think it's anything new. Uh, in LaSalle Catholic Middle School news, the girls' basketball uh, team still needs concession volunteers. The link is in the newsletter. Uh, we want everybody to um, get the Remind app so that if we have a delay or a snow day or whatever, that you get that information immediately and don't have to check Facebook or email. Um, so those links are all in the newsletter as well. In the elementary school, this is so cool, Principal Williams uh, had the foresight to say, hey, why don't we add um, a K-4 open house to our early childhood night? So on January 25th, 
from 5 p.m. till 7 p.m. Current families are certainly welcome to come and just kind of look around the classrooms and chat and connect with teachers and, and friends and things like that. So you're welcome to come, but definitely tell your friends, tell neighbors. Um, if you have friends who have taken a tour or have thought about a tour, this is just a really low risk way to do it when other people are moseying around. Um, I know sometimes we nice Midwesterners don't like to put people out or take someone's time. Well, we're always gonna be there hanging out. So it'll be great if people come and just take a look around. Um, and that includes all the way from two-year-old childcare through fourth grade on January 25th from five to seven. Then the third grade service learning project still wants uh, used blankets or uh, comforters that they're going to donate uh, at the end of this month. So and all the way through January, you can donate those to the third graders. Then from the parent association, uh, all those upcoming events we've been telling you about, the ice skating on February 5th, trivia night in late March, father-daughter dance in April, mother-son event, um, the bags tournament in April, and then the spring carnival on May 7th. All those events still listed, the newsletter, all the same quick and easy fundraisers are listed. A little bit of information from um, our partner parishes and from Xavier High School, St. Louis Miller still really needs people to help with bingo concessions. That's just a fun way to volunteer, so why not? That's January 22nd in the evening from 4 until 7.30. Um, please contact Linda Sills, 362-7282. That's cool. Their phone number is 362-7282. Good on you, Ludmilla. Uh, <laughs> sorry for the distraction. Um, I just noticed that, though. And then Dancing with the Saints is tomorrow. Um, and again, uh, all of the funds raising that they're doing through the Impact Fund this year is to increase salaries for all pre-K through 12th grade Xavier School teachers in the metro area. So that's that's awesome. Um, and our own um, uh, LaSalle, um, I was going to say alum, um, LaSalle community member. Yeah, um, Michelle Ritter is going to be dancing in that. Um, she's the star, and I, I forget who her pro is. Um, but yeah, it's just fantastic. She's super excited about it. She's done a ton of volunteer work and is really involved in the community, and I know she's going to do an awesome job representing us uh, on the stage. So um, Dancing with the Saints, I believe tickets are still available. There's a QR code in the uh, newsletter, so you can uh, very easily donate to that. And now, without any further ado, I'm super excited to um, have you listen to this conversation with uh, Amy Conlon. She talks about ESAs, which I know can be touchy and a hot button, um, but she just does a great job, I think, of kind of boiling down the basics. Now, obviously, you can dig much deeper into it, but I think she presents a really nice um, uh, way to understand it in simple terms um, and why it's so good for everybody. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we sure appreciate it. Oh, who are the people in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood? Say, who are the people in your neighborhood? Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. You're awesome for being listeners and for engaging in your kids' school in this particular way. So, man, I can't believe the heavy hitters that we're bringing on the pod lately. There's an echo in this room, isn't there? There's definitely an echo. Is there? Yeah. But hey, we've got another uh, member of our awesome Archdiocesan Catholic School staff. I'm going to hope I get this right. Associate Director of Education for the Office for Catholic Schools. Amy Conlin's here today. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So, yeah, we were just joking before that I'm, you're following Kathy Waltz, but you guys are both just super, super top drawer. Uh, and I've already like heard some really nice feedback from last week because I think as much as our LaSalle families and staff like to hear from like we like to hear from each other. I think people like hearing from uh, you know folks from the arch, like kind of seeing behind the curtain, if you like, or how the sausage is made, or however you want to put it. And I think this week, if you don't mind, I would love to um, kind of a last minute change here, but just with things ramping up with um, 
ESAs, uh -huh. uh, Education Savings Account, if you can talk with us a little bit, because they're hearing from me um, here and there about what we do there. But I think it can be such a touchy thing, and I think it can be um, a hot button issue, um, which we don't want it to be, right? We don't, we're not trying to be divisive. Like, I have family who work in, and obviously a lot of friends, whatever, in public schools working or sending their kids, whatever. Um, and we love that about America, that we have <laughs> public schools free and accessible to everybody. Um, that being said, we, um, as Catholic schools, kind of recognize this um, awesome potential opportunity here in the state of Iowa. So maybe in a few minutes we can chat a little bit about that. Sounds great. Awesome. Um, but first, tell us just... Tell us a little bit about Amy Conlon, like where you came from, maybe your family, how you got involved in Catholic schools. Well, thanks uh, for having me, Zach. Yes. Um, so I am from Northeast Iowa, very small town, um, actually equidistant from the Minnesota border and the Wisconsin border. So oh, wow. um, way up there. What's, um, what's the name of the town you haven't said? New Hampton. Oh, you're from New Hampton. Oh, okay. I am. So, okay. Um, grew up there, um, attended college in Wisconsin. Um, Where? University of Wisconsin Lacrosse. Okay, awesome. So, yep, just actually a short drive, not too yeah. far from my hometown. Yep. So, and of course, you get to go through Decorah and some pretty country up there. For sure. Um, after which, um, I've kind of moved around with my husband's job. So, we've traveled to a number of different states and um, Lived in a variety of places. So ultimately, though, we settled back here in Sea Rapids about 12 years ago. Um, I We have, so my husband, Eric, and I have been married almost 20 years. Awesome. Um, and we have three children who are all enrolled in the Catholic schools. In fact, I joked the other day, next year we span all three. So this <laughs> year we're just, we're just limited to the two. So I have a sophomore who's currently at Xavier. I have a fifth grader and a first grader at St. Matthew. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, you're going to be, that's going to be a lot of driving. It's <laughs> a ton of driving. <laughs> what, what got you into Catholic schools and like, were you the product of Catholic schools or um, were you guys chatting about what's best for your kids and you thought, okay, this is the direction we have to go or was it a combination of things? What was your start? Because obviously now you're pouring a lot of time and energy into them. Absolutely. So I am not a product of Catholic education. Um, growing up in New Hampton, there is a K-8 sure. school. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, long kind of history there with two Catholic churches, but I did not attend Catholic schools. My husband did, however, through eighth grade at St. Joe's um, Catholic School in New Hampton. Um, but his family was also heavily invested in Catholic education as mm. well. So um, my mother-in-law, um, Alice Conlon, actually held this position um, <laughs> in a different area, but within the archdiocese. So, um, you know, many of our years have been spent talking about um, Catholic education in her role, as well as the experience that my husband had. So, um, long story short, we actually lived in Maine prior to moving to Iowa. Wow. Um, we had our oldest. That's my bucket list. I've still it's never been out to the East Coast. and beautiful, and the seafood is That's amazing. That's the reason why. <laughs> amazing. I want to see the history and the seafood. Yes, lot, wow. lots of things to do cool. there. So, um, when we, so we had her prior to moving to Maine, but of course, while we were there, it was time for us to start considering educational opportunities. Yeah. Um, and we started researching our Catholic school option um, there. Um, you would not, it's $16,000 for yep. kindergarten. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, way back when, obviously she's a whole different ballgame on the East Coast oh. for Catholic schools. Um, Man. At that point in time, we decided to move back home. Um, we had been in Maine for almost five years. So 
when we moved back, we our options were kind of open as to what city we landed in and um, you know where Braylon was going to enroll in kindergarten. And ultimately, we landed in Cedar Rapids. And as we kind of evaluated some options, um, and of course, um, Eric having the experience of Catholic schools, um, yeah. we really just felt like that's what we wanted for our kids. And I tell you what, one tour into a building and you know exactly that's awesome. that that's the place to be. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm distracted. We went um, we went to Virginia once as a family and I thought that was gonna be East Coast. Nope, that's the South. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so I still, it's still on my bucket list to get out to the East Coast. Okay, so <clears throat> you started sending your kids into Catholic schools uh, and then what got you to, because um, you were teaching math? I was. Um, so what, what got you to be a math teacher and then admin? Like how did that? Well, I tell you what, I am a non-traditional through and through. So I actually graduated college, so from UWL in La Crosse, with an undergraduate degree in finance. Okay. So I um, worked in the mortgage industry for a very short time, and then I went into higher education consulting. And it was through that process I worked in a financial aid division, um, and then I ultimately worked in a retention division. So. I traveled to colleges and universities throughout the country and talked about freshman to sophomore college retention. Huh. We built predictive models and did statistical analysis on that. Fascinating enough, one of the predictive models that occurred in almost every college and university was the college level math class that a student took and whether or not they were successful. Wow. And so if they weren't successful, there was a greater likelihood that that student would not return for their sophomore year. Wow. So as I was working in that, my mind went to, how can I make a difference? Like, we gotta do something about That's really this. cool, Amy. Um, so I enrolled in a master's program um, to get my teaching certificate for secondary math. Wow. And completed that, I worked, um, in a school in rural Maine for my first year. I taught high school, algebra and geometry. Um, then, of course, we had that transition back to Iowa. And when I was seeking jobs, Regis Middle School had an opening, so. That's really cool, I didn't know any of that. Yeah, it, it was definitely, I had always kind of wondered um, and had education in the back of my mind, but I'm, a numbers person. I yeah. really like that piece of it. So I wasn't quite sure how that all fit in with education, but of course now it makes perfect sense. That's really interesting. Um, sidebar, um, I don't think we've ever chatted about this, but when um, we knew Kath, or that Kim was, I think, approaching retirement or somehow, it was a few years ago now and the, those days were a blur because it was COVID days when everything was locked down. But when we were doing all of our Zooms, all the principals, and we're trying to figure out how we're gonna do what we're gonna do and we're communicating through it together. Um, something, I don't know if it was a spreadsheet you shared or something you organized on our behalf. Um, kind of just a servant leadership, hey, I'll do this part. Um, I think I organized the music video <laughs> my gift um, for doing something silly and fun I guess um, but you had done something and I thought I could see you know Kathy was kind of I think a lot to a lot of us in like the era a parent or the next leader um, to be the superintendent because she was working on her superintendency or super Nintendo C as I call it she was you know moving in that direction I thought to myself I could see Amy having an interest and a, a really strong capacity to do that. Mm -hmm. So then here you are. So what was, um, I don't know if you want to share the discernment, but like what's at least the biggest shift been like from being a school principal? Because right, there's always that shift from being a teacher to being a principal uh, to being, for a few people anyway, mm -hmm. to being a um, uh, associate superintendent or director of ed or something like that. Yeah. So what's that shift been like or that evolution? 
Well, fascinating about the process, I knew I wanted to go into teaching, so that made sense. And obviously while I was teaching, I was like, you know what, I'll just get my administrative degree. I have no idea if I ever want to use this, but I had always been told, hey, you know, just have it. You, you know, obviously it's a great learning experience. Um, if you want to use it someday, it's there. If you don't, you don't. Um, so I think that's kind of been all of my transitions um, from associate principal at Regis to principal at St. Matt's into this role. Um, it's always been one of those things where I haven't necessarily had a plan as to, oh, in fact, I think I probably would have said numerous times, not sure that that elementary principal thing is for me. Yeah. You know, I taught in high school, then I taught sixth and eighth grade at Regis. I'm like, I just loved that age group. Mm -hmm. um, so if you would have asked me, you know, six years ago about being an elementary principal, I'd been like, yeah, that's not my, like, I prefer them older. I'm not sure about the younger age. Even six years ago. Even were, six years ago. Wow, that's cool. Yep, so um, it's kind of interesting how that plan just plays out. Obviously, this was God's plan and things kind of fell into Seems place. Like um, and that's absolutely true of this position. I was, wasn't seeking anything. I loved my time at St. Matt's, in fact, being an elementary principal is pretty cool. There are no bad days in the elementary world, as you very well know. Uh, no. <laughs> Our experience might differ a little bit. I, I think I've had a bad day here or there, but. That's true. And then, you, you know, <laughs> go find some wee little ones and they yes. want to play a game with you on the floor. And I just did a TikTok about how uh, uh, reverse X. So like something that someone can do that instantly makes you go, oh. Um, yeah. And I talked about how um, kindergartners are like part hobbit because you'll be like standing there and all of a sudden like you're being hugged and you don't even realize it. You're like, oh, hi London. Right. <laughs> Thanks for the hug. And they're coming with you attached to your Yes, life. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, that obviously this position became available when Kathy transitioned. Yep. And um, after just kind of some soul searching, I you know, decided to learn more and um, Obviously, I, as I mentioned kind of earlier, I am very numbers driven. I like to be visionary. And so kind of these things um, really lended itself to kind of this role. So I'm going to challenge what you just said. Yeah. You said you're numbers driven. So this is, who was I just talking to about this? Is it Heather or Julie? Anyway, one of my colleagues at, sure. at LaSalle, I said, no, we're not, we're not data driven or not numbers driven. We're mission driven, but your that data and your true. numbers inform. Cause I know, I know how you work. You're, right. you're, you're about the mission, yes. but then you're really good at taking those numbers. Like you did with higher ed and like, okay, well then I can impact a difference on kids by, you know, Right. So anyway, I and I completely agree. Not really you. disagree. I was just teasing. Um, a little bit. I think the piece of that and where my <clears> mind goes is, Emotionally, um, sure. That that's not a piece of kind of yes. I, I get excited about things, and you know there are things that impact me. But um, from a personal and professional perspective, I tend to let data less emotion, yeah. more mission, yes, type things. Yeah, no, I was long term planning drive. I was teasing a little bit. No, you're good. Um, but yeah, no, you're so good at pulling all that together. Um, what's the biggest difference then? Um, and then I want you to share with our listeners a little bit about ESAs um, before we have a little bit of a fun game here. But um, tell us, what's the biggest shift you've noticed between what you're doing as a school administrator and what you're doing as an associate director of ed? The shift is definitely the day-to-day. Um, in my role, um, it's more planning, hmm. um, more oversight, more of that visionary piece of, you know, where do we want to be in 
three years? Where do we want to be in five years? You know, what initiatives yeah. do we need to start conversations about today to ensure that we can carry them forward? So um, I don't have the, the day-to-day pieces. Um, I don't have the students on a daily basis, which I miss um, dearly, but then I get to come visit you guys. You're welcome at LaSalle anytime. I get to see the kids. So, or um, Wednesday I went to mass at Regis with the Archbishop. So, you know, I get to pop in and do those fun things, but um, definitely has that one step removed from the day-to-day operations of a school to um, more planning and, and visionary work. And But what's consistent though through all the work you're doing it sounds like you feel a call to make a difference and you recognize your gift to do that which is awesome. You think about like Absolutely. like on social media you'll see those Venn diagrams where it's like um, you're good at it you enjoy it you can make a difference you can bait for it like you're <clears throat> right in that sweet spot there. I hope so. That's awesome. Um, okay. Uh, Shifting to a more kind of, I don't know, critical conversation here, I guess, about ESAs. It's just kind of all over. And so I think I emailed you last night or something and said, hey, there's just a lot going on right now with ESAs. Um, you know, people might enjoy, because I, Kathy and I didn't talk much about it last week, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it feels like in the last seven days, <clears throat> a lot has happened. Um, so is there anything that you would want, you know, any of our listeners just to hear straight, you know, from the arch about, Here's why you know we're excited about ESAs. Here's why we think they're good for all schools and all all kids and families. Um, here's what we don't want to have happen. Sure. Uh, stuff like that. Absolutely. You know, and you actually kicked off our conversation speaking of the very thing. You know, we don't want this to create division yeah. or a divide. We very much um, appreciate and need successful public schools. Yeah. I, I know we talk about that obviously being in the Cedar Rapids Metro and our work closely with Cedar Rapids schools. Yeah, you so bet. that's just an important component of this. It's it's definitely not intended to create that division. Um, hopefully it can bring us together and maybe create a little bit more collaboration. So ultimately, um, you know, the whole kind of premise of ESAs is to empower parents yeah. with the ability to choose. Um, and, you know, I think a big piece of this is to choose for all individuals, regardless of economic standing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we kind of speak of things like leveling the playing field. Um, we think of, you know, being able to um, it kind of our role as non-public schools is, you know, to provide that anti-poverty program, to provide mm-hmm. that first rate education, mm-hmm. moral truth discipline, you know, development of the whole person, which we talk about all of the time. So our focus on ESAs is providing that opportunity and then ultimately what's best for kids. And, you know, oftentimes we use the phrase what's best for kids versus what's best for institutions. And so if we work with what's best for kids at the forefront, ESAs and kind of the proposal um, that's being used definitely allows for that. I'm sorry. I had to make a bunch of calls for the gala this morning, and every place I called, as soon as they said hello, then I would start coughing. So I apologize, Amy and listeners. I, and I, yeah, I totally. And that's like the church teaching, right? It's like yeah, it's about the individual, it's the person. And the, but I also look at it and go, what I, I think maybe the biggest misnomer is that people think you're taking all the money to fund that kid and sending it to La Salle, and then that really hurts the public school, which would be probably a pretty bad model. So as I understand, I don't know all the details, but as I understand it. It's the state portion, not the federal and not right. the um, most local, the um, 
property taxes. Property taxes and federal funds still go to that kid's school. So if, if I'm a, I mean, I don't want to speak for public school principals, um, but if I'm them, I'm going, we still get funding and there's, you know, but not the kids. So then we come out ahead, essentially. So I, I love it institutionally too. But yeah, I get the, the, the church teaching that, you know, all this stuff, why is the archdiocese messing around with this? Because there's this church teaching about parents are the first teachers and it's their job to partner with their local school and we can do that better if they have choice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, you really said everything that I was hoping, you know, I think you answered all three or four of my questions in like two sentences. Um, really great. So I know it can be touchy. Um, man, I guess the first thing you said too, though, I just want to say quick was uh, you mentioned how we don't want this to be, you know, divisive. Um, it was last Thursday. I was over at, uh, at Taft, um, had a meeting about one of our kids, you know, because we partner with the public schools, right, for IEPs and things like that. And um, I was just, a couple other staff members just impressed the socks off me. And then we got back to the salon. We were chatting about how we were impressed we were with this teacher and that teacher. And then, you know, I've been emailing with their principal back and forth. And just, yeah, the actual human relationships that we have with our colleagues at the schools down the street is really positive. Um, and, I mean, I've never heard, um, I mean, you're newish to this position but for the last four years, Kathy Waltz never said anything but positive things about our uh, CRCSD partners. Like, Absolutely. yeah, that, that division, I think, happens maybe on chat rooms yep. um, and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, so anyway, I guess if you're a listener, <clears throat> if you're not sure what you think, uh, please check it out, uh, learn what you can, and um, I'm sure the Archer, and certainly I would be happy to chat with you about it um, with, with what we know. Um, ooh, going from the light conversation to the heavy topic to how about a fun game? Sure, let's do it. <laughs> All right, we're christening another new game. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. Um, so this game was actually inspired by um, Andy Grammer, my favorite solo artist, at least right now. Um, has been for a couple years. You gotta see him in concert. If you if you like a good time, I don't care your age, race, gender, anything. Because Laura and I went down to Kansas City. Okay. We drove down there, spent one night, saw him in concert, came back. Yeah. Totally worth it. There were little kids there, old people, like every mix of walk of life. Awesome. I didn't smell any substances, didn't see anybody acting weird, just loving life. Because his music is just like, it's not explicitly Christian, but just feels like that gospel turned into really singable scores. Anyway, Andy Grammer's song came out called Good Company. I was like, I'm going to make a game out of that. So that was Andy Grammer you just heard singing um, Good Company. So here's how this game works. I'm going to name either a full group of people. You tell me who that group of people is. Oh, boy. Or, um, like, so if I were to say, like, Casey Ketman, Zach Sexer, Josh Gredis, uh, Lynn Holverson, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You'd right. say, oh, those are Xavier Catholic School's admins. Okay. Yep. So I'll, I'll give you the people, you name the group, or uh, I'll, I'll name like, you know, four people, like say it's a starting five for a basketball team. I'll name four of them and you got to give me the fifth. Okay. Are you going to tell me which? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I'll say, who's, I'll say who's the other person or who's the group. Okay. So who is this good company? Okay. But as a caveat, I did tell Zach before this, I am not <laughs> of pop, pop culture. So we'll see how this goes. So these are supposed to go from most simple to most difficult. I, I haven't changed the order. But knowing you, the last one might be one of the easier ones. We'll see. Okay. First one, Daphne, Velma, Scooby, Shaggy, and... You know oh, the group. You know who the group is, I right? I do know who the group is. We read them again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one didn't I say? Daphne, Velma, Scooby, Shaggy, and Can you pick? This is like taking me back to like Yeah, yeah, this is from childhood. Way, way back. 
How about Fred? Yes. <laughs> I could tell the train was boarding there. Okay, next one. Uh, this next one's probably easier, actually. I don't know. Because um, you're going to give me the group on this one. Okay. After the first two, you're going to know who it is. I swear. This is, this is, the, this is the easiest yeah, one. You shouldn't be so confident. <laughs> Axel slash. Now you know, right? Izzy, Duff, and Steven. You know Axel and Slash? I have no idea. Really? Uh, well, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Any other clues you want to give me? Lead singer and lead guitarist. Amazing guitarist. He played for Michael Jackson. Appetite for Destruction. Old Lies. Man. Yes, 80s. And then they kept morphing. The band kept morphing in like different. They even had like a female singer, which is really unusual for like a heavy metal wow. band. Yep. You know who Axe and Slash are now, right? I'm thinking Guns. Guns and Roses. Roses? Yes. Okay. okay. Man, for someone as smart as you are, I'm amazed how little pop culture you know. This is fun I'm, for me because I would just you know everything, and this is fun for me. All my useless information that's wandering around I up in my it. brain. Kind of like my husband. Uh, 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 this one might be around. tough. This one might be tough. <laughs> Larry Curly Moe and Do you know who those three guys are? Yeah, but I thought there was there was just the three. Yeah, there's a fourth, that's why this one's harder. So those are the three stooges. Yeah. Do you know the fourth one's name? That's pretty hard. Not sure I do. Shemp. Shemp. I couldn't even tell you what he looks like. I just know. Interestingly enough though, it doesn't seem like they talk about the fourth. I think he died and then like they replaced him with Mo or something. Oh, I can't yeah. stand the Three Stooges. Sorry, Scott Davidson. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he, I, I, they creep me out. I think they're weird. Okay, nope. he, he's got two out of three so far. I, I do think the fifth one is gonna be right up your alley. Kay. I really do. Okay, Okay. Um, next one. I don't know, you might have watched this with your kids. It's another cartoon. Okay. Anger, disgust, fear, joy, and sadness were all characters <gasps> in what movie? I definitely have seen this movie. Yes. So good. Teachers love this movie. They do. Uh, yeah. Inside Out? Yes! There you go. All right, that's three out of four. That makes you a winner. Um, and winners get sprinkles. And last one, who is this good company team? Magic Johnson. Nice, because I know you like sports. Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, John Stockton, Scottie Pippen, Christian Leitner, Clyde, what do they call him? Clyde the Glide? Clyde Drexler and Chris Mullen. The dream team. The dream team. See? I do like sports. I know. Like See, I, I could have catered a little bit more to my guests and had more sports questions in there, like but four out of five is pretty good. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for coming on. This was fun, uh, at least for me. <laughs> um, and I'd love to have you back on sometime, maybe after ESAs get passed and our numbers are booming and the public schools are doing better because of it and the Catholic schools are doing better for, and everybody's happy. Sounds great. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for coming. Anything else you want to say uh, to our listeners? I'm picturing right now, my mom and my sisters are all together in, it's like, well, it's not cold here, but it's gloomy mm -hmm. and like 30 degrees, whatever. Um, they're all down in Naples, Florida, oh. like probably on the beach having like a Miami Vice or something. So hello, ladies. Um, anything you want to say to um, all of our listeners, whether they're in warm or gloomy areas? Thanks for all you do. As I know Zach and I talk about with our, our colleagues um, your role as parents or supporters of Catholic education um, are vitally important to our overall success. And we appreciate all that you do behind the scenes, in the schools, um, 
you know, to help ensure that uh, we have such an amazing product. So I appreciate all that you do and thank you for choosing Catholic Education. Perfectly said. God bless your weekend, everybody. Yeah.